Welcome, welcome to the English podcast with Tommy from learnenglishwithtommy.com. Bye, everyone. By now, everyone should know what that jingle was. Welcome, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to another exciting episode of the English podcast with Tommy. This evening, sitting in beautiful Belgrade, is the very attractive, very stylish woman, Jokita Mekovic. Dobre večer. Dobro večer. Good evening. <laughs> good evening from Belgrade. Good evening from Serbia. How are you this evening? Well, let's say that I'm a little bit tired because I've been working all day long mm. and the weather got worse yesterday here. So like we, let's say we have had a couple of uh, really warm and sunny days and then now it's a kind of, I don't know, cold, windy, cloudy, it's raining today, but it's okay. It's okay. It's almost like the end of the week, you know, so Yeah. one more day and then the weekend time. How about you? Oh, you know, I've been working flat out since since Monday and it's now Thursday <laughs> and I feel like I'm still I feel like uh, I feel like I'll be working for another two days oh because I will be working for another two days yeah I work on Saturdays as well um, but yeah I can't complain I have to pay the bills I have to be able to uh, I have to be able to keep a roof over my over the family's head so that's what I'm doing here you know I'm looking after my family in the best way a man can do by making money but that's not what that's not what I'm here to talk to you about this evening. I believe you've chosen a fictional character from a book yeah. to talk about this evening. He is a French character if I remember correctly. No, he's a Belgian. He's Belgian. He's... Yeah, he's very proud of his nationality and actually whenever somebody says something, let's say uh, some bad words or uh, offensive words, he would just ignore that. But the only thing that he doesn't like is actually the wrong nationality. You know, when uh, there is a, a person, maybe the suspect, somebody who doesn't like him, he doesn't matter, uh, who would say, um, oh, you little French detective. And yeah, a Poirot is always like a, a calm person saying just, I'm not French, I'm a Belgian. So that's the only thing he's interested in. So no bad words. Nothing can be offensive, but just nationality. So we are talking about the famous Hercule Poirot. Yeah, Hercule Poirot. Yes, exactly. exactly. He's no, for those of you who are unaware of Hercule Poirot, he is not a Frenchman like I thought he was. He is actually from Belgium. Um, Jokita, why don't you tell us a little bit about this fictional character? Tell us who, why you chose him. Uh, tell us a little bit about this man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so actually the reason why I decided to talk about this fictional character is because, first of all, I like detective stories, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, let's say uh, serious detective stories mm-hmm. and uh, you never know, for example, who the murderer is till the very end, and then you need to think about some things that are happening there. It's not just like um, if you are, for example, watching it as TV series or if you're reading the book, it doesn't matter. Then uh, there are uh, some uh, fictional characters who are somehow superficial, mm. but this one is a completely different character. Mm-hmm. So let's say his unique mind. Um, 
Spirit, he is the creation of Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a refugee from Belgium to Great Britain. And that's how actually it happened that he lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, a retired police officer, actually, that was his job in Belgium. And uh, after moving to England, he started uh, working on uh, different cases. Uh, and uh, that was something that, let's say, made him popular and famous all over the world, particularly in Europe, let's say, Middle East. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are somehow divided into two groups. Either they like him or they don't. So it just depends, you know. For those of you who are unaware of who Agatha Christie is, she is one of the gems of British literature. You know, she's Mm -hmm. seen as one of the backbones of of classic British crime thriller literature. From, I believe the when when did she when was she when did she write? I'm just trying to trying to rack my mind. I can't seem to remember. It's it is gone nine o'clock in the evening. So, just remind me, when did Agatha Christie write her books? Well, I think it was, let's say, uh, last century, right? Yeah. The last century, I think. Beginning of the 20th. I'm not so good, yeah, yeah, I'm not so good at dates. Uh, But I think, yes. And um, there are a couple of fictional characters. For example, he also created Miss Marple. So, Mm. these fictional characters, like detectives, are famous all over the world, but... Hercule Poirot is a completely different uh, person. Well, there is something interesting about it. Even Agatha Christie didn't like the uh, detective that she had created. (laughs) Yes, and once she said something like that, he's uh, egocentric and tiresome. (laughs) (laughs) What does it it mean if someone is egocentric? Well, probably that... uh, Maybe he can be, let's say, uh, self-confident in a negative way, pretentious, arrogant, you know. Mm. But actually, a lot of readers would not support this opinion and um, attitude of Agatha because uh, somewhere in the end, let's say, when he dies, uh, readers are somehow devastated, Mm. you know. So people really like it. Uh, although, of course, he's just a human and uh, not everything about him is perfect. Mm. But he has a tendency to perfectionism. <laughs> uh, is there a particular book that you liked featuring this character, or is it every single book which features him? Every single book, every single book. Uh, I really like everything. And, uh, uh, but there are some, let's say, books, novels, whatever, um, in which we can maybe um, meet a new version of Poirot. So Mm. we can always find out something new. For example, we don't know much about his family. I mean, he's uh, like a a father, mother. We know that he's not married. But uh, we don't know everything just based on the first novel written by Agatha. Mm. We actually always find out something new. For example, uh, the murder in Orient Express. Yeah. Um, we can see that he does not obey the law all the time. Yeah. Because he lets these people, murderers, I think 12 of them, he lets them go. Because of everything that happened there and the reason 
that they relied on to murder that man. So it can be a little bit strange, you know, he's so perfect, he's a brilliant mind, and then he actually relies on moral law because he's aware of the fact that man-made law is not fair all the time. Mm. Okay, so we're th- we just talked there about one of the classics of Agatha Christie, The Murder on the Orient Express, yeah. um, which is a very 19th century based yeah, probably, yeah. It's very, it's very, okay. yeah. Why is it that people, why is it that Agatha didn't, you said that Agatha didn't like him because of yeah. his egocentrism and his... Yeah, like tiresome. He can be really irritating. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, there is probably in some situations, uh, uh, he can behave in the way that people can take some things for granted. For example, when he meets another detective, and I think it uh, it is a detective or a police officer, I'm not sure, and he's saying, oh, uh, he's actually talking to a Poirot, saying, oh, you're a detective. And then the Poirot is saying, no, I am the detective. Ah, so, so it's a huge difference, like, uh, I'm not any detective, you know. Yeah, he's using, <laughs> okay. he's using the definite article to talk about himself. Yes, exactly, because that's not just like a job, I'm not any detective, so. And he's not modest, you know, he would, he would always say, well, uh, uh, I will find a murderer. He's so confident, and that's the reason why it can be irritating, you know, like, everybody makes mistakes, yeah. you know. Uh, but he actually does not believe in it. He like he uh, has never failed. Let's say. Has it, are there any cases that Mr. Poirot has failed in? Has he ever has he ever failed in any of his cases, or is he is he really the perfectionist? Well, actually, as far as I can remember, because I read these books a long time ago. I don't think so. Actually, there are some, uh, we can't call it failure, because um, in the end, um, he finds the murder and he's successful. But uh, in some situations, it can be frustrating for him that he is so close, but he's not sure, you know. But in the end, I think, I'm not sure. Mm. But it was a long time ago, but I think now that he's always successful and that's probably one of the things that makes him so confident. Okay, so his his ability to create, his ability to find the murderer or to find the culprit leads him to the, leads him into a sort of egocentrist, self-confident yeah. guy. Like, I am the best one, yeah. I will find the murderer. Uh, this goes without saying, uh, mm. you know, but actually um, his methods are a little bit different. So he's not like any detective or police officer. Mm. He thinks that running around uh, looking for the evidence and clues and murders actually is useless. <laughs> he re- yeah, he relies on his little gray cells. So in one of the, yeah, uh, mine actually. Why? Because in one of the novels, um, there is a prime minister who has been kidnapped. Mm. And like uh, they are going around looking for him uh, and you know, such things. At the end of the day, Poirot just said, um, uh, good night. 
And everybody was surprised, like, okay, the prime minister has been kidnapped and you're going to bed. We need to do something. Yeah. But uh, actually, what the Rob is saying is logical. Like, okay, we are tired. Yeah. We need to take a rest. So what can we do? No, we can just walk around, run around. We need to mull things over. We need to uh, see what we can do. Mm. Um, that's actually, he relies on his mind. And uh, for example, in some uh, everyday situations, conversation, he can ask really strange questions. And those questions can be crucial for the investigation. What, simply like a question like, where were you or what did, what were you doing? Or... But uh, no, but uh, what is that? Uh, for example, okay, I can see that chair next to the door. Is that a usual position of that chair? You know, something like yeah, and the other detectives or police officers are surprised mm. because they don't see relevance, but uh, he sees something there. Yeah. Because uh, that's actually everything is like a puzzle for him. Okay, so he, he, could you call him perhaps a sort of, could you call him like the prequel to a Sherlock Holmes? Someone like a, is he like a, is he like a Sherlock Holmes, but of a different age? Well, uh, actually I'm not so fond of Sherlock Holmes. When I was in London, yeah. I visited the Museum of Sherlock Holmes and everything there is magnificent, you know, and you can believe that you're there surrounded by things and everything, you know, the, mm. everything is just in the way it used to be. But um, my first thought was, okay, everything is great, but I'd like to be in the Museum of Hercule Poirot. Sherlock Holmes, in my opinion, is more arrogant yeah. and I don't like his sense of humor, you okay. know, so um, that can be irritating and uh, it can say some things ironically okay. so that's uh Poirot has manners okay so he's not so direct he's a little more gentlemanly yes and he respects people you know not just lady but even for example when he's questioning the suspect for example uh he shows a kind of respect hmm. he's he has manners and he's a <clears throat> gentleman and uh, we can see it. Uh, for example, <laughs> he's famous for actually he's recognized um, um, by um, waxed moustache and uh, uh, his physical uh, stature. You know, so mm. everything is so grandiose. So for that reason, okay. he's somehow a gentleman and he has manners. And in my opinion, that's what Sherlock Holmes does not. Hear. Okay. I don't like that arrogance. It's uh, on a high level. <laughs> okay, so we're we're talking about Hercule Poirot, but people probably are going to be listening, thinking, "Yeah, okay, that's all. It's all well and good. You telling me about a fictional character. Why should I? How will, how will reading these novels improve my English? That's probably one of the main questions that." listeners are going to be looking at and they're going to think Dukitsa, you're you speak beautifully about this man you speak you speak highly of him but you still haven't sold me you still haven't sold Hercule Poirot for me I need you to sell him so how will he improve my English if I'm a listener okay first of all we can improve ourselves as humans 
Mm -hmm. So manners, respect. Yeah. So that's what we can learn. Uh, then, secondly, for example, to rely on our mind, not to be blind. Mm -hmm. And there is one more thing. Poirot is a good listener because he is aware of the fact that he can find out more if he listens than when he speaks. So that's something also that we can learn. Then, um, reading generally helps people improve their English um, in a lot of aspects. Mm -hmm. For example, because um, I used to be an English student and uh, I can just say what helped me when I was a student. Reading books, how does it help? Well, first of all, you are somehow into English all the time. Yeah. You stop. Yeah, uh, people usually say, I want to be fluent in English, I want to speak English fluently, mm -hmm. confidently, but that shouldn't be the aim. I think that the aim should be thinking in English. Yeah. Once you start thinking in English, you will start speaking fluently and confidently. So, yeah. first of all, you will improve generally your vocabulary mm -hmm. and sentence structures because you will start noticing all these sentences and the way, uh, let's say, the native speaker, in this case Agatha, uh, composed the sentences. Mm -hmm. You will have a wider range of vocabulary. Yeah. But reading, as reading, is not just enough. After reading any book, story, whatever, should be retold. Yeah. How would you? How would you retell? Would you? Um, you say retell. Would you act out your favorite parts of of the books? Would you act out certain parts of the books, or how would you retell the story of Poirot? Okay, or this is what I, for example, did. Um, regardless of the comprehension, which is the most important thing when it comes to reading skill, mm -hmm. I would always write down new words. Okay, I may understand the context, yeah. but I like writing down new words because maybe I have already seen this word, but I can't remember, memorize it. Or maybe this is a new expression. I understand the context, but this is a new expression. I would like to write it down after maybe the chapter or at the end of the book. I will compose a couple of sentences, written task, mm. but based on the situations from my life, something that is meaningful for me, yeah. after that, I, will, uh, I would actually put focus on those parts of the book in which I could um, use these words, expressions, phrasal verbs, and I would retell it a couple of times. Uh, with focus sometimes on different characters because we need descriptive adjectives. It's really hard to adopt descriptive adjectives. You know, yeah. it can be really similar if somebody is happy, joyful, and so on and so on. Yeah. So descriptive adjectives, personality adjectives, or descriptions, characters, then making comparisons, you know, mm. and you can use linking words here in this case, or, you know, to tell the story just uh, using different tenses yeah. so it can be done let's say on a couple of levels it mm -hmm. just depends uh, where the problem is when it comes to learning English some people for example find it hard to learn vocabulary some people grammar some people sentences I know that a lot of native speakers would say well why are you trying to learn grammar so hard it's mm. not important yes but it is important yeah. if you need to take the english exam yeah it, so uh, it depends on let's say the um 
the biggest weaknesses if it's vocabulary then you should put focus on the use of the words but you need to create the list of new words without that you can do anything because where can you find the words to be used yeah where, where better place to find them than in a book exactly and we are all different uh, my list of new words is just my list of new words yeah. so somebody else will have a completely different list of new words so and you can always get back to that place you know to find that uh, i mean that's just one process of learning a language but reading books and i think that people should go for uh, the genre that they like yeah it's useless to read something that you don't like and appropriate for the level yeah exactly exactly yeah. Uh, you seem to know a lot about things more uh, how can I put it in a way you seem to you seem to know a lot about exam preparation because you do this is yeah. one that this is your main expertise expertise say. exactly yeah so if we would like to find you somewhere somewhere on social media where can we find you and can we sign up for your can we sign up to prepare for our exams with you is there any way we can do this okay so um I've been dealing with this for almost 18 years now, mm. uh, precisely, yeah, let me be more precise, the IELTS exam yeah. and Cambridge exams, but B2, C1, C2. Okay. And yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my profile is uh, english.exams.with. Diokita. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty long, and I don't like reading somebody's name without dots or dashes, uh, hyphens, whatever. So it helps. So uh, English.exams.with.diokita. Okay, so for anyone who's missed that one out, I will be dropping that into the description so that you can find Diokita easily and yeah, what can I say? That brings well, us to, that brings us to the end of a another thriller here on the English podcast. You know, it's been a pleasure listening to someone who has a love for Agatha Christie, but in more particular, someone who loves Hercule Poirot, the yeah. Belgian former detective. Belgian yes. former detective, exactly. So, even if you don't like reading. Uh, my advice to you is at least to watch TV series. Yeah. Uh, the actor, the actor is perfect. And uh, I'd just like to share one message with you. Message said by Hercule Poirot. Please. Uh, yeah, on one occasion he's talking to Captain Hastings, and uh, Hastings uh, is uh, like in a disbelief. Come on, Poirot, this can't be true. The this guy is really nice. You, you're probably wrong. Mm. And then the Poirot is answering, uh, this world is full of good people who do bad things. And that's something that I really, uh, I really like, and he's actually right in my opinion. And that's the message that we should be aware of. Yeah. That there are lots of nice people who do bad things. Yeah, this world is full of good people who do bad things. There we go. A, a fitting image, a fitting message at the end of this stunning episode. I'd like to thank you again, Dio Kitsa, Valid, for your time. Thank you. 
for inviting me. You are a great host. Thank you. And you, dear listeners, you are also very good. You are also very good. You listen in very conscientiously to many of our many of our guests who have walked through the doors of the English podcast with Tommy, and you will come again to listen to another episode. Because if you don't, you won't improve your English in any other, in any way. So it's goodbye from me here in Germany. Goodbye, and it's goodbye from Belgrade. Goodbye from Belgrade, Serbia. Thank you very much. <laughs>